At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've shortened the time from harvest to home for our tasty tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. So no matter how you shop, you have more time with your fresh produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And now, shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is Taylor, your host, and today's episode was recorded in LA, and our guest you might recognize from Vanderpump Rules. We are talking with the lovely Sheena. She's also a podcast host, a singer, and an actress, and today she is dishing on the details of her new relationship and tells us why she has never been happier. We sit down and we discuss the speed in progressing a relationship and overcoming societal expectations when dating in the public public eye. We also chat various forms of body expression, Sheena's masturbation journey, and working through freezing eggs and family planning options. I was really excited. I I had met Sheena before this episode had recorded, uh, but was really excited to actually sit down with her and get to know her a little bit better. So hopefully you all learn a new thing or two about her throughout this episode. Um, Before we get into this episode... There are a lot of things going on right now and, you know, listening to this podcast might be a healthy distraction for you. It might be a way to kind of zone out from some of the things going on, but I do want to touch on a few things right now um, just in terms of perhaps assisting in any kind of secondary um, traumatic stress response or like an, an increase in anxiety that some people might be experiencing because... A lot of things are getting canceled, um, and there's a lot of fear right now, all of which are totally valid. Um, So I just want to give a few tips for you all if you are struggling with anxiety right now. And the first, which is always the most difficult in life, is to focus on what you can control instead of what you can't. That's a deep one. (laughs) It's okay if that makes you feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, When it comes to things on social media, I want to highly encourage you all to protect your peace protect that peace of mind, limit your consumption if you can, which I think we all can, of media information. Um, And when you are, focus on what's factual and set limits on on what you're willing to discuss. You know, if someone right now is consistently talking about the virus and it's just increasing your anxiety, uh, feel free to put that person person on mute. Um, You know, really set some boundaries for yourself on social media right now. I think that's can be very important for managing anxiety in a time like this. Um, I think also discussing discussing some emotional boundaries as well. Um, you know, if you are talking with people on the phone or on FaceTime or in your housing environment, you know, it's okay to say, I don't want to talk about this right now. It's okay to say, I appreciate how informed you are and I appreciate you wanting to share this information with me, but I don't want to receive links to articles or media coverage right now or to really talk about it. You know, can we talk about something else? Um, that's totally okay to do, um, you know, speak up for yourself and, and try to cope with your anxiety the best you can. Um, I think it's very important right now for us to stay connected to our community. I've had several of my dates uh, be rescheduled to be FaceTime dates. Uh, so perhaps, you know, any other single people out there, you know, you can make with, with social distancing in effect, you know, you can still connect online as, as best you can. Uh, maintaining your physical health, you know, 
going for walks, getting as much rest as you can, practicing mindfulness, masturbating. We're going to talk about that in this episode. Um, and, you know, masturbation is a, is a great, great way to keep up with your physical health and emotional health. Uh, hormones are released that are really beneficial for getting restful sleep, for reducing anxiety like oxytocin. Um, so highly recommend that. You know, right now, if you are seeing a therapist, continue with that. If you're on medication, continue with that as prescribed. Really invest some energy into, you know, creating a, a cozy environment in your home to making some space in your mind for things. Um, maybe it is just taking a few deep breaths, you know, that those can be really, really powerful. A small form of, of meditation, just taking a deep breath in through your nose and a loud breath out through your mouth. And as you exhale, Envision releasing all the tension that you feel in your body. You know, if you feel tension in your shoulders and your neck, um, on that exhale, just really kind of shake it loose and envision, you know, visualize it coming undone. Um, it's tough times right now, but know that you're not alone and um, try to just get present in your present moment. Um, I went for a little mini hike the other day and just seeing the mountains out and seeing the water and the birds. I saw a sea otter, which was amazing. I saw a shooting star when I watched sunset over the mountains. And it really just helped give me a peace of mind that everything is okay. It might not feel like it, but Life is still continuing and it is important to be in our present moment and to focus on what we can control. So try to take those moments to still let yourself experience joy, to still, you know, go about your life as, as you can within the new confines of what our life currently is. Um, and I think eventually we will, we will all be, be okay in this. Um, so I hope that those are some helpful tips. Um, I spoke about this a little bit more in depth on the Almost Famous podcast this week with Ben and Ashley I. Um, feel free to check out that episode. But uh, hopefully today you learn a few things about masturbation, about body expression, about um, dating, which can all kind of help with physical and, and emotional and sexual and mental health right now. Um, but also maybe just a fun form of little distraction and getting to know someone that you've watched on TV. So... Either way, um, I'm really appreciative to have you here right now with us in this space. Um, again, this episode was recorded in LA and uh, with the lovely Sheena from Vanderpump. So with all of this said, let's talk about it. All right. And today I'm here with Sheena from Vanderpump Rules. Thank you so much for, well, I guess I'm joining you and you're also joining me. Yeah. We're joining each other. Exactly. <laughs> Just in the studio I usually record in, but yes. now here we are together. Yeah. Thanks so, for having me. Yeah. I'm super excited to chat with you. We just recorded an episode for your podcast. Yeah. Shenanigans. shenanigans. And... I have so many questions. I okay. learned so much more about you. Like I, I already do my natural stalking on guests yeah. and we've met like once or twice before, uh -huh. but, um, now I have like, I'm very excited that we did yours first. Cause now I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. So, you know, I thought we were doing yours first and I was like, oh, okay, wait, we're just jumping right into this. So there was like a couple things that I forgot to ask you that I might just like chime in and ask you on here. Totally. But, totally. um, go for it. I'm an open book. There's no question. I don't answer yeah. unless it's going to disrespect someone I 
I love mm-hmm. and care about. Yes. Yeah. And that's not what I yeah. want either. Like when someone's asked me like, who's better in bed, this person or the person you're with? And I'm like, well, maybe it was that person, but I'm not, you know, it's like, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I will say the person I'm with is the best I've ever had. Just throwing that out yes. there. Anyway. Yeah. Which also is not a diss to your previous partners. Cause no. I've said that before yeah. where like I did a post recently and it was about like sexcation and about how like I've never came and orgasm so much and some people are like oh like you're just trying to throw shade and it's like no you no. can say that you had a fantastic sexual experience with this person and that does not mean that you had terrible sexual experiences no. with your other partners it's just that this one's really yeah, great this one's just the best yeah so yeah. and so i want to hear a little bit more about this new relationship because yeah. you are like glowing when you talk about this it's just the highlighter <laughs> i got my makeup done today <laughs> it's both yeah no he See, I'm trying to do this new thing where, and I feel like I keep saying this so much that people are going to get sick of me saying that I don't want to say anything, but I felt like with the last few guys I've dated and just, you know, dating in the public eye obviously is so different than just being able to privately date. It is. But I feel like this is the first person I've ever been with where I don't need to like brag about him because people meet him and just, he's such a presence. I mean, he literally is like a better looking Aquaman. <laughs> so it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, we're talking Jason. Simo- How do you say Jason? Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. Wait, do you know what my boyfriend looks like? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Let me show you. <laughs> so yeah, this was us at the Vanderpump Gala. Oh, snap. Last week. Wow. Um, oh, that's that's my cat Salem. Oh my god, so cute. <laughs> but um Damn. Yeah. You so, guys are very, very hot together. Thank you. Um very hot. Yeah, he's gorgeous. He has better hair than I do. <laughs> but yeah, so Wow. Um, Loving these photos. Yeah, he's just like one of those guys that's like, I mean, he's uh, from New Zealand, raised in Australia. He's very outspoken. He's just like mm-hmm. a presence. Like he's yeah. not a guy who just blends in a crowd in an event. Mm-hmm. He is the event. Yes. So I'm like, when people ask me about him, I'm just like, honestly, like he's not going anywhere. I mm-hmm. mean, unless we go back to Australia for a vacation, like we're, we're in this, we're very mm-hmm. happy. It's been very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I was telling my producer this today, I was filming interviews for Vanderpump next season. And on one of our like, uh, tape change breaks, I was like, here's the thing. I just, I feel like when people say, Oh, take it slow, take it slow. I'm like, mm-hmm. Why take it slow to possibly prolong the inevitable or something negative or something positive? Whatever it is that you're prolonging, I'm like, life's too short. If I'm feeling something, I'm going to go with it. Mm -hmm. And the way I feel about this guy is, I mean, we're both all in. So it's like, say we're moving too quickly, but it's like, is there really a timeline of how you're supposed to do things the right way? Like my boss, Lisa Vanderpump, met Ken, and like, I think it was 21 days they were married Mm -hmm. and uh, 30, 40 years later, like they're still together. So it's like, I hate when people say like, oh, you guys are moving really quick. You need to take it slow. And I'm like, I've already taken it slow and Mm -hmm. I'm divorced. So this is moving quickly, but I've never been happier. And it's just like when people meet him, they're like, okay, we get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. Yeah. I don't think that there's any specific time or, or sequence that things have to go. And if this feels authentic for both of you, mm-hmm. then that's what's most important. Yeah. 
All right, I want to take a short break right here because I know things are pretty intense right now with everything going on with this virus. You might be experiencing an increase in anxiety. And I want to offer again um, a wonderful sponsor of the podcast and just also one of my favorite companies in general who I reference on a daily basis as I refer people to online counseling at BetterHelp. Um, BetterHelp is an online platform for you to get connected with licensed professional counselors in a safe and private online environment. It's super convenient. You can get help on your own time at your own pace and schedule secure video sessions or phone sessions. Plus, you can also chat and text with your therapist um, when you sign up, which also, as you sign up, you can get financial aid. Um, So definitely finances are difficult right now, especially with everything going on. Um, you know, if you're losing your job right now or something like that, definitely check out the financial aid that's available at BetterHelp. Uh, you get connected to a therapist with under 24 hours. And one of the best parts about this is that if you're matched with a therapist that you don't connect with, you can request a new one at any time with no additional charge. They make it so easy. And best of all, it's truly an affordable option. Uh, today, let's talk about it. Listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code Talk About It. So why not start today? You could literally sign up after this podcast episode. You could share it with a friend as a resource if you know that they're struggling. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash talk about it. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you'll get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash talk about it. And now we can get back to the show. Um, I'm curious for you how you notice, like, you know, you've spoken a little bit about him and how wonderful he is I'm, and how different it is, but I'm curious how you find you show up differently in this relationship than you did in your previous ones. This is the first and honestly only relationship that I've ever felt secure in. And it's crazy that just a few months in, I already feel that security. <laughs> Why do you I, think that is? Because he respects me and he makes me feel secure. He Mm -hmm. checks in with me when he doesn't have to. He reminds me how much he likes me. Yeah. And like, (laughs) I mean, just the the littlest things. Like this morning he texted me and was just like, babe, I miss you in my arms. And just like the cutest little things that he does Mm -hmm. all the time. It's not because he has to. It just naturally are things that he wants to say to me. And I've never had that before. Like the last two guys I dated, it was just all about them. They were very Mm -hmm. selfish people. I did everything for them and I told myself I was happy Mm -hmm. because I had to be happy because I had to work out because the marriage didn't. So this has to. Mm -hmm. And I just did so many things to convince myself I was happy when I really wasn't because I just couldn't admit that I made the wrong decision, that this wasn't the right relationship. And... I just, now that I'm with someone who so quickly I feel so strongly about, I'm like, okay, this is what it should feel like. And like, this feels real. Mm -hmm. Anything I've been with, anyone, any relationship in the past has never felt this good, even two years in and we're Mm -hmm. two and a half months in. So yeah, yeah. I hope it works out. I really, I really do Mm -hmm. because... I've never been happier. I mean, yeah. I think my face and highlighter says it all. Mm-hmm. But, like, my parents love him. My mm-hmm. sister and her boyfriend. Yeah. All of my friends. Like, not one person has said anything negative about him other than he took too many photos with fans at BravoCon. I'm like, 
because they were excited that I have a boyfriend who's a nice yeah. and hot guy. Yes. I'm like, that's the icing on the cake. That's the bonus. He yeah. treats me so amazing and makes me feel so good. It's just a bonus that he's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Like, yeah. so when all these girls at Bravo kind of like, oh my God, Sheena's boyfriend, Sheena's boyfriend, they're freaking out. Is he supposed to be a dick? And be like, no, yeah. no. no. And then it's like, people are like, oh, he's so thirsty. And I'm like, because he's being nice to people <clears throat> who like me. Yeah. Okay. Now, when so I have two thoughts here. One, when you say you hope it works out, what does that look like? I mean, I just, I want to see him in my life forever. Like, I told myself the reason why I've stayed single the last two and a half years, a little over two, I was just like, look, until someone captures my full attention mm-hmm. and makes me want to ex the friend I'm hanging and banging with who's Mm -hmm. been like a constant over the last two years this guy was someone that like I mean we were really good friends we worked together for like eight years and then we were never dating but I mean we were hooking up going to events and football games and doing all this fun shit together just as friends but then hooking up as well and there was never any jealousy it was never anything Mm -hmm. like that it just was working and that was all I was looking for was just you know someone to have sex with and have fun with and not Mm -hmm. a commitment Mm -hmm. so I was like until someone makes me want to get rid of something that's just working so well and so easily I'm not gonna give that up well and it sounds like something that's also just more fulfilling yeah and I also I was saying like when I first met Brock and like things were just like starting to move so quickly and then after we slept together I was like shh I'm fucked (laughs) yep (laughs) literally and figuratively yeah yeah but I just I felt like I was like, I know I don't want to hang out with anyone else. And if we're dating and we're not dating other people, then I mean, yeah, it's really soon. But like we are in a relationship if we're only seeing each other and we're meeting each other's families and traveling the world. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm all in. And I have not been ready to say that since my ex almost three years ago. Yeah. So that's just kind of how I knew. I'm like, once I'm ready to say someone's my boyfriend and the first like month him and I were hanging out, I was not like, we were at like a chargers game and he was like all about the PDA. And I was just like, like this (laughs) is my world. Like I am a fucking avid chargers fan. I have season tickets. I'm at every game. Everyone at the game knows me. Mm -hmm. They know me to bring a different person to every (laughs) game. And when Brock came to the second game in a row with me and they're like, is that the guy from last week? I was like, yeah. And they're like, whoa. I'm like, I know. I don't want to talk about it. I know. It's like a lot. Yeah. And just the PDA. And it was just like, Mm -hmm. it was overwhelming for me to the point where I was just like, you stop. Like it's just, it was freaking me out. And he Mm -hmm. saw that. Gave me the space that I needed, but was mm-hmm. still there. Sent me flowers and like mm-hmm. did these cute little thoughtful things mm-hmm. that I was just like, okay, this is someone special. This isn't yeah. just a guy trying to get laid because the things he did for me before we even had sex. I was like, yeah. he, I could just tell I've dated enough fuck boys to recognize when one's not. And see, and I hope that I think the reason that people caution against moving so quickly is because they want to leave time for things to emerge. And yeah. I think like all the things that he's doing now, I hope that he continues to do. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like for you being all in and wanting him to be in your life forever is like literally like marriage and being able to make a family later down the road and just like yeah. wanting to be fully in and like fully committed. Yeah. Because I'm like at my age, divorced and twice broken hearted since I'm like I just I don't want to waste time 
And anyone who's not going to make me feel secure and just fill that, like, love void, I don't have time to waste. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just makes me so happy that I'm like, can this, like, actually, like, last forever? Because, like, I'm in, he's in, Mm -hmm. and... It's crazy because like probably yeah. five podcast episodes ago, I'm like single for life. Like, yeah. And now here yes. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. he's so amazing. Now, <laughs> so I just recently watched the reunion mm-hmm. from Vanderpump from this last season. Yeah. And I'm not sure how relevance it is for, for listeners, but I think anyone with any kind of like status can, yeah. can relate to this question and, and to this struggle. And I'm, I love to see that you are so open and like not holding yourself back from experiencing this connection and this happiness. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm wondering, there was a, there was a part where I want to say it was Lala who was, um, you guys were basically discussing like relationships on the show and how she doesn't show her relationships on the show. And for you, it was like, you know, you got to be a hundred percent in and like, Mm -hmm. we all show our relationships, all this stuff. Um, and she, at one point, like kind of had a little bit of what she tried to make like a jab towards you of like the guys that you can bring on could, could be thirsty or whatever. And I think that, and even what you said of, um, people feeling like Brock at BravoCon was like being thirsty with Uh that, uh, that it it can be really difficult to like see through people's intentions. Yeah. With that, when you do have a, a level of status and um, or just being someone that's like a desired person, right? And yeah, how you've navigated building that trust to be fully open and mm-hmm. to like really actually open up your life to be like, yeah, you're gonna be a part of my life, and I'm yeah. gonna like trust you with this that like that you're not being thirsty, that you're not like using me or totally. Any of that. And that's why I didn't go on any dating apps ever. I've mm-hmm. never been on one. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, someone could swipe right, being like, ooh, I've seen that girl on TV before. Mm-hmm. I can get on TV yeah. or whatever. They're like, oh, she seems easy. I know I can like you mm-hmm. know whatever. So I was just very anti dating apps for that reason, mm-hmm. but. One of the great things about Brock is that he had no idea who I was Mm -hmm. when he met me. Mm -hmm. We were at an after party after a music festival. No one was sober. And uh, he came up to me. And I mean, I was like looking at him from across the room. I was like, damn, that looks like Aquaman (laughs) over there. This guy's hot. And then he came up and started talking. I was like, shit, he has an accent. I'm screwed. (laughs) And I mean, long story short, we like had a connection that night. Mm -hmm. But then went our separate ways. And then the next morning, one of my girlfriends was like, hey, the um, after party or the club that we went to before the after party, she's like, they sent us a really cute video. Um, she's like, go in your like 99 plus request that I mm-hmm. never check, just so you guys know, I don't check those. <laughs> and she was like, check because there was like a cute video. And I was like, okay. So I checked that and I see right above was a message that said like something about like nice meeting you last night. And I'm like, shit, who did I meet? <laughs> and I open it. And that was the first message. And then the next one said, would love to take you to a Rams game. Next time I'm in LA, let me know. And I was like, okay, good move. Asking me to a football game, not yep. dinner or drinks. Love yep. that because I love football. Mm-hmm. Also, the last picture on my feed was a football game. So not to whatever. <laughs> but I was like, um, yeah. okay, this is going to get a response. And so I was like, I'm actually a Chargers fan, but totally down to support my LA teams and go to a Rams mm-hmm. game. He responded right away. And this is funny. I just found out that this was a lie this weekend as we're like telling my family a story. And I was like, yeah. And then as we're like, we exchanged numbers via DM, then we're texting. And he's like, oh, are you still in San Diego? I was like, yeah. And he asked what I was up to. And I was like, oh, we're 
going back to the festival. And he's like, no way, me too. We should hang out. And I was like, yeah, awesome. He had <laughs> no, he really wasn't. <laughs> no intentions, no tickets, no anything to go to the festival. And I just yeah. found that out. And I'm like, wait, that's, that's like one of those lies that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. We should hang out. And he's like, my friends and I are taking a party bus. Mm-hmm. Again, not something that was planned. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess his friends were taking the bus, but he wasn't supposed to be on it. Mm-hmm. And it's his bus. Yeah. So he said, like, his friends are taking the party bus and me and the girls wanted to come. And I was like, they're all, like, really hungover. They're lagging. I was like, I'm down, but I don't want to ditch them. Yeah. And he was like, okay. He's like, well, just, like, let me know. He's like, I have to pick up my passes in Pacific Beach on the way to Del Mar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I actually have an extra wristband. If you want to stop by the hotel, you can have it. I'm not going to sell it. And he's like, wait, really? So he comes to the hotel. We end up waiting for the girls to get ready. We're just, like, drinking, watching football, shooting the shit. Forget about the festival. And then we're like, oh, my God, it's five. Like, Mm -hmm. we should probably go to the festival. Missed the first couple acts I wanted to see. Mm -hmm. But that night, we just had so much fun together. He is so strong. He did the dirty dancing move with me. literally like jumped picked me up i'm fully horizontal he twirls me around and as he like gently pulled me down that was when he planted the first kiss on me it was like like something out of a movie dear lord and it was just like from that moment i was just like okay yeah this was one of those fun nights and then it'll never happen Mm -hmm. again and I told him to leave me alone, and he wouldn't. Yeah. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, Because that day, he had no idea who I was when he met me. Mm-hmm. And then when he slid in the DMs, he saw I had a lot of followers. But, yeah. you know, people buy followers. There's influencers. Like, I mm-hmm. could still be nobody. Yeah. And um, so he, like, asked his friend about me, and they didn't know too much. They're just like, oh, yeah, she comes out in San Diego. Oh, she's cool, mm-hmm. whatever. They're like, I think she's, like, on some show. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, at the festival that night, people kept coming up and asking me for photos. Yeah. And then he said something to one of my friends. He's like, okay, like, I heard she was on, like, a show or something. But, like, what? why do people keep, like, asking her for photos and, like, looking at me like my outfit wasn't that cute? It was like, there was nothing like, oh, my God, that girl's a dope jacket. Let's get mm-hmm. a photo with her. And so he was like, hmm, okay. And then the best part was the next morning, one of his friends posted a video on his Instagram and Brock's sister in Australia follows his friend and saw me on his video, text him. And he's like, she was like, wait, what are you doing with Sheena? And he's like, okay, how do you, you live in Australia. How do you know who this girl is? Like, I heard she was on a show, but like, when she was like, yeah, that's one of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, she wasn't team Sheena. (laughs) No one about now. Yes. Now all in team Sheena. Okay. All right. I want to take a short break right here. I want to share something with all of you lovely listeners. I received a package a few weeks ago and it was so sweet. It was so personalized and I really, really just fell in love with this company. So I want to introduce you all to this jewelry company. It's based out of San Diego, California called Kindness Gems. And Kindness Gems is a philanthropy-based jewelry company whose mission, you might have guessed, is to spread acts of kindness. After being a crisis counselor for years, Julia, the Kindness Gems founder, decided to create a jewelry line that had the power of benefiting organizations that were working to help people in need. So first of all, shout out to Julia. Thank you so much to you for being a crisis counselor during that time. You are so needed. Um, And to everyone else out there right now who is working as a crisis counselor, we all super, super appreciate you. Um, And Kindness Gems has had a major impact by donating 20% of proceeds to organizations making a difference in sexual violence, human trafficking, ocean pollution, addiction, and so many more. 
it's these these kinds of, of topics, these kinds of issues are so important, and I don't think that they get enough uh, resources. So super love the fact that Kindness Gems donates 20% of their proceeds to organizations like this. And not only does the jewelry benefit important causes, but it also features naturally, uh, natural ethically sourced gemstones from around the world. And they're, they're known for being dainty and durable, but Kindness Gems works with the highest quality materials to ensure that the jewelry lasts. I have a few of the pieces. Let me tell you, they are so, so, so freaking cute. Um, I'm really obsessed with them. They're so great. You all can check out kindnessgems.com to receive 15% off your order when using the, di- the discount code TaylorN15. Again, that's kindnessgems.com to receive 15% off your order when using discount code TaylorN15. Hope you all check them out. Really a great company to support. um, And also knowing that you're supporting um, people that are working to help other people in need. So uh, just wanted to share them with you all as I am a huge fan of their company. And uh, with all of that being said, we can get back to the show. But everyone in the first couple weeks when they found out he was talking to Sheena from Vanderpump Rules mm-hmm. were just like, oh, God, that girl, she's so desperate. She's this, she's annoying. Mm-hmm. All negative things. And he's like, I don't know any of that about her. I yeah. just know I met a girl at a party and had a great night with her the next day. And yeah. that's it. Uh, see, that makes me feel like so frustrated for you. And it's yeah. like, it's in a way nice to hear because when I first started dating Canada man, like his friends would mm-hmm. say similar things. And like, you know, he already kind of had these notions of me yeah. before we were able to really actually get into our relationship. That's like, Oh, like that's shitty. It's like, mm-hmm. um, that sucks to hear that you had to deal with kind of overcoming that. Yeah. Piece, but- Especially his sister. Like they're yeah. so close. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, well, shit. I was like, is she team Stassi? Like, if she likes Stassi, she definitely doesn't like me. Yeah. And he was just like, don't worry. Like, I don't, I'm like, no, but I, I, like, and then, you know, weeks in, I'm like, wait, like, now I'm going to Australia. And I was like, wait, does your sister, like, we had FaceTimed a couple times. I'm like, does she still not like me? And he's like, mm-hmm. he goes, she sees how happy I am. Yeah. And then, like, once her and um, mm-hmm. their mom met me, yeah. like, and now it's like, I mean, I think I might talk to his family more than he does. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it was just, it was so great to meet someone who didn't know who I was, who I had a connection with before he knew mm-hmm. anything about me. Yeah. And, like, for the first few weeks, I just, like, kept telling him, I'm like, you now know, like, what I do for a living. Like, my life is a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know, That's, like, yeah. before you're in, like... Let's just say this works out. Mm-hmm. Eight months from now, you are now on Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. This is my life. Like, people are going to take photos when we're at dinner. People are going to interrupt yeah. our dinner. Like, all of these things. I'm like, I'm just, I'm letting you know because it hasn't mm-hmm. worked out with anyone in the past. I don't expect for it to ever work out with anyone because that's just the life that I chose. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to be single yet successful, then I'm fine with that. Yeah. And I kept being like, you have an out, you have an out. And he just kept coming back. Mm -hmm. And then I was in San Diego for a music festival with him um, a few weeks in. And then that was the first time we slept together and it was fucking incredible. I was like, shit. Yeah. And that night I wasn't feeling well. Just, I had had like, I think this was my third festival in a a (laughs) row weekend. It was Kaboo, Life is Beautiful, and then Crossed. So after Crossed, my body is just like, fuck you, bitch, Mm -hmm. rest. I'm so sick. We're in San Diego. I had to film our opening credit main titles for Vanderpump Rules the next morning at 8 a.m. I have no choice but to drive back from San Diego. 
But he knew how shitty I was feeling. So he was like, you know what? He's like, I'm not ready for this weekend to end. He's like, I'm going to drive your car home for you. So you don't have to worry about driving. Just sleep the whole drive and like, let me take care of this for you. So he drives me back to LA. Mind you, he lives in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Books a 6 a.m. train from downtown to make it to work the next day on time. Drives me all the way home. Gets me, I, I'm like, the, there's a few ways in my heart. One of them, like, I am a stoner. But he had, like, the best, like, stopped at a dispensary on the way and got, like, the best, like, joint there is. <laughs> Made me soup and hot chocolate and all this, like, yeah. just, like, all these cute things. And then goes home the next day. I film our opening credits all day. Mm-hmm. And then that night, he was like, how are you feeling? I was like, still kind of shitty. And he's like, well, you'll feel better after I make you dinner. And he drove back and made me dinner. And this, like, homemade ginger honey lemon tea that literally oh, cured that sounds me. sounds amazing. It was so good. And I'm just like, who are you? Where did you come from? Yeah. Never speak to me again. Just go back to San Diego. Just stay there. This is too good to be true. Yeah. And then he so came. there was, like, pushing away. Yeah. I kept, like, telling him. I was just mm-hmm. like, you don't understand what you're signing up for. And I don't want to get attached to someone who, mm-hmm. six months in, is like, oh, now filming time. Like, because yeah. my last relationship ended right when we started filming. So I'm like, I don't well, want to go it, in if yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. And it's like I hear two pieces to that. One of like maybe other people haven't treated me this way. This feels scary. And like mm-hmm. I don't, I'm scared to get attached. Totally. So like I don't want to trust the fact that you're being this nice. So like I'm going to keep you at arm's length. Yeah. And then there's also like trying to protect yourself where my life is a lot and you might reject me because of this. And that would feel way too vulnerable for me. Yeah. So just go away. Yeah. And he wouldn't listen. I was literally like, when you leave in the morning, don't ever call me again. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was like, I mean, I only like 10% meant that. Yeah. But (laughs) he would just, I mean, he was like, no, no, I'm, I'm here. And one of the things he did, I'll try not to cry. This was the sweetest thing ever. Mm -hmm. So, um, one of my girlfriends had left something down in San Diego that she, like, needed for her birthday in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And he, she left it at the Airbnb, and he was like, don't worry. Like, it was, like, this outfit. She, like, really, really wanted this outfit mm-hmm. for her birthday. And he was supposed to send it with his friend who was driving back to Vegas. And he forgot. Didn't want to tell me he forgot. So when we're in Vegas, I'm, like, trying to meet up with his friend, and his friend's working. Then he, I'm like, dude, we need that outfit yeah. for tonight. Like, it's her birthday tonight. Like, she really wanted to wear that. Like, if she didn't wear it to the festival, she wanted to wear it to her birthday. And I was like, so if I need to go out and buy her something, like, just let me know. Yeah. And he was like, don't worry. He's like, um, we went to the Rise Lantern Festival that night. And he was like, by the time you get back from the festival, it'll be at the hotel for you. Like, don't worry. Like, I promise she'll have her outfit to go out tonight. And I was like, okay. So we get back to the hotel. His friend texts me and he's like, I'm in the lobby. Come down. And I go down to the lobby. It's not just his friend. It's him. Mm-hmm. Because he forgot to send it with his friend. So he flew from San Diego just so she could have her birthday outfit. And on top of that, that night I was so busy doing everything for everyone else, making sure I tagged the hotel enough and did this Mm -hmm. for dinner and did this because I was getting everything comped for her birthday. And Mm -hmm. I just like was all over the place until like 2 a.m. And on October 4th every year, a friend of mine who sadly took his own life every Mm -hmm. year, I do a shot of Jameson for him on October 4th. Mm -hmm. And it's always been like a sad day. And now one of this girl who I just met, who's become a very close friend of mine very quickly, her name's Danielle, it was her birthday on October 4th. Mm. And so I was like, now I have a day, like a reason to celebrate this day, not be sad. I was like, but you have to promise to do a shot of Jameson with me. She's like, I promise. 
So now we're at like 2, 3 a.m. I'm dead sober. I haven't had a single drink all night because I've been doing everything for everyone else. And we're like back to the hotel and he's like, hold on, I'm just going to grab some water for the room. And I'm like, oh my God, there's water in the room. Just pay for it out of the mini fridge. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And he came back and he had a bottle of Jameson. And he's like, you forgot to take your shot. And I was like, I'm done. Again, never speak to me again. But it was just like, I mean, less than a month in, all of these things. I'm like, wow, you actually listen. I've Mm -hmm. never been with someone in years who have listened as much as you have in a few weeks. So, yeah. I'm screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully in the best way possible. You're definitely, definitely in. And part of what you shared in in your podcast episode that we just did that I want to get into a little bit is uh, that you froze your eggs. Yes. But then also that you've experienced basically like your first orgasm and then masturbation, masturbating with this this new partner. Yeah. So uh, just, you know, 34, divorced and single, I went to a fertility doctor just to check mm-hmm. my levels and everything because a few years ago when I went, I was told one of my ovaries was diminished. I might have trouble having kids. Yeah. I was still unhappily married at the time and we weren't ready to have kids. And so I was like, mm, I'll just put this off for a couple more years, mm-hmm. whatever. And so when I met with my doctor, his name is Dr. Gadir, amazing at Southern California Reproductive Centers here in Beverly Hills. They're like the best. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like... I friends who have gone to him for IVF, all successful. Yeah. So I go to get my blood work done and my AMH, I forget what that stands for, but like my fertility levels for my age should be between 1.4 and 4.2. And I was at a 0.28. Hmm. So extremely low. He's like, I, it's only going to get lower with, there's nothing that can increase this number. It's just going to keep diminishing. So how was that for you to hear that? Um, it was hard because I've always been a person who, like, I'm very content just, like, doing me, mm-hmm. traveling, being successful. I'm not, like, a person who needs to be married and have kids to have, like, a complete life. Mm-hmm. Some women, that's that's them. That's yeah. their goal. They want to be a stay-at-home mom for the rest mm-hmm. of their life. You know, power to them. That's mm-hmm. just not me. I yeah. want to be an independently wealthy woman. And if that comes with marriage and kids, cool. But it doesn't. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. So... Feeling that way, I've just, I think I've always felt that way too, because in the back of my mind, I've just always had a feeling that I would have trouble having kids for some reason since I was really little. And when I heard that, it was like, I was like upset. And I'm like, wait, but like, this is something I thought I never wanted, but now like, I might not be able to have it. And what if I change my mind and I do want it? So he's like, we need to do this now. Like, Mm -hmm. let's freeze your eggs now. And we did. And we got nine the first round, which... Yeah, it sounds like, oh my God, nine kids. No, because those are just eggs. They're not embryos. Mm -hmm. Once fertilized, then you probably lose half and then genetically Mm -hmm. tested. And then what if you have a miscarriage and all this? So nine is one in a nine chance is not good enough. So Mm -hmm. I did it again. Then we got seven. So now I'm at 16, which my doctor said is good. It's not great. Mm -hmm. So he wants me to do one more round um, early next year. And I'm like, I mean, even if I got two more. Those could be the two that stick. Like, I don't know. So I am going to do that again. Um, But And your current partner now is supportive of that? He's all about it. He's just like, he wants kids. Um, He actually, he has two um, in Australia. But um, so like he wants more kids. 
And, and is that something like, are you building relationships with them? Like, how do you feel about that? It's still that? really, really new. Yeah. So, like, this pastor, everyone's like, did you meet the kids? I'm like, we had been dating like a month. Yeah. So, like, yeah. no, that's something, you know, that mm-hmm. will take time. And they're all the way across yeah. the world. Have you dated someone but, with kids before? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I did. Yeah. My, um, a guy I dated in my early 20s actually had three kids. And he was yeah. a single full-time dad. Mm. So, yeah. like, I became a stepmom real quick. Like, yeah. bake sales, picking up the kids at school. So, like, mm-hmm. I've done that. Like, mm-hmm. and he told me the first day we hung out before we went to the music festival. He's like, I just want you to know, like, this little girl, this is my daughter, this is my son. And I was like, I, you know, props to, yeah. for telling me right away. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, and I know he is a great father and he's going to be, you know, if it does work out for us one yeah. day. So he's all about it. He's like, if this is going to be what's going to give us a better chance, mm-hmm. you know, if things all work out, then like, I want you to do it. And I was like, okay, but with that... <laughs> comes me being sober and celibate and he's like well what do you mean celibate i'm like i can't have sex like for about a month because you're injecting yourself with hormones you're literally making yourself fertile yeah i think that's how octomom became octomom i think during her in vitro process she had sex Mm. so i was like no you can't even like chance that and he's not even like with a condom no like you just you you Mm. don't want to take that chance and it breaks and then a little bit no like you like use a condom and pull out yes but still what if it breaks still there's a chance yeah so no and then it's like then if you turn the wrong way you can twist an ovary there's like all of these things that can Mm. go wrong and he's like well what did you do the last two times did you masturbate and i was like no i don't do that and he's like wait what Mm -hmm. so now not only am i freezing my eggs again um he got me to masturbate and have orgasms and i'm like wait what is life so, oh my so God. I'm so curious what your like what your upbringing was like around sex or around. Oh, we had the Playboy Channel. I watched porn when I was nine years old. Like I was very like yeah, you it, were like very exposed. Yeah, to I, I did not come from a conservative family whatsoever. Yeah. Like I remember like sneaking downstairs and like when my parents went to sleep and like watching the Playboy Channel. Yeah, not knowing I was watching porn mm-hmm. at the time. I was like, wow, this show always ends the same. They're naked. <laughs> like. <laughs> no idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i was definitely very sexual from like a young age like i lost my virginity when i was 14 mm-hmm. so i mean from a young age like i was very educated on sex and all of that yeah. but i had a boyfriend from 14 to 20 mm-hmm. so i mean we were together for six almost seven years yeah i just never thought to masturbate in mm-hmm. my teen years because i had a boyfriend well and i think too it's so like ingrained in our society that like you know, guys when they're adolescents and just men in general are just like always masturbating all the time. And mm-hmm. that's just like a norm. And it's, you know, the, the, the butt of every joke or yeah. whatever. But like for women, that's not something that people talk about no. or that they hear about growing up. So yeah, it's not like a thought. Really. Yeah. No. And then him and I broke up and I was in a very conservative Christian university mm. and it just never crossed my mind. And then yeah. I moved out, got my first apartment in Hollywood and was just like all about going to clubs and meeting celebrities. And it was just, it was nothing that ever, I don't know, it just never really occurred to me that I should do that because (laughs) I also always kind of had a a constant person, whether I was dating them or it was just my neighbor. Like, yeah, (laughs) you you had someone doing the job. I did. (laughs) But now like being with someone who I'm so quickly like emotionally invested in 
physically. Yeah. It's and you feel amazing. Safe with, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you want to whip out the tango that Dr. Sex Therapist Emily yeah. Morris gave me? It's still, mm-hmm. it's, I was like, you might need to get scissors to open that because it's literally yeah. still packaged. <laughs> yeah. But we did. And I was like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I yeah. still, I said, I'm not ready to like one on one me in the tango. Mm-hmm. I like him in me and that on me at the same time. Yeah. 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 And there's there's so many different ways that you can play with toys, which I love. Like you can use it in solo sex, sex you can use it in partnered sex. But yeah. there is a very different level of vulnerability that happens when it's just you. Yeah. Haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I just need to just do it once so everyone just shuts the fuck up. If it doesn't work and I don't get off, then whatever. I don't know how to get myself off. But it's like all of my friends are just like, but you need to. And I'm like, yeah. but I don't. I can wait until I see my boyfriend tomorrow night. Like I'm good. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so different. And I don't think like for me, I didn't orgasm like the first few times or come or any of that, but it was, it was just interesting to see how I responded and, and learning different areas where I enjoyed pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious for you, what you feel like is, is keeping you from, from having that initial date with yourself. I don't know. I think I just like. I'd rather just someone else do it for me. Maybe I'm just lazy. <laughs> I don't know if it's laziness. It feels um, it feels like there's like nerves there. Like I do think it is a, a scary thing to do. I think sometimes yeah. there's stigmas around it of like, oh, like you're masturbating because like because you can't get a guy, yeah, or like because you're slutty or whatever. Like I don't know. I think there's a lot of negative messages around it. Yeah, I don't know if any of that's coming into play for you? Um. I think it's like, yeah, I'm like maybe like embarrassed to like do it. And then I'm like, cause I know like I have to lock the cats out of the room. I got to like put in (laughs) headphones so I don't hear them. And I just like, I'm such a control freak that I'm so in my head that just setting up the perfect masturbating scenario in my apartment, like doesn't seem to be something that's like. I don't know, realistic to me. Mm-hmm. So I I have three toys, one mm-hmm. of which I, so I brought all of them to my house in Palm Springs because the cats are never at my house in Palm Springs. <laughs> yes. I ended up bringing the tango back because he asked me to. Mm-hmm. The other two are still there, still packaged, haven't been opened mm-hmm. because I realized I'm also never alone at my house in Palm <laughs> Springs. There's always someone there. But yes. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this when I'm at my house by myself. Mm-hmm. There's no animals. It's quiet. Yeah. But... I have not been in that house alone since I bought it six months ago. So, Yeah, and I think there's a way, I mean, for me, like, I put on music and, like, I have, like, my candle lit and, you know. Yeah, that's how I want it to be. Yeah, like, you you figure out a a little bit of a groove to get into and just as I've been more intentional about doing it, I've learned a lot more of of things I can do to help make it feel better and different ways to experiment. And uh, I am very, very curious to see how this goes for you when it does happen. But also... does the world will know because I will be podcasting about it. Yes. And (laughs) and I think it's totally okay. And I think a good thing to recognize that sense of like embarrassment and just like nervousness around it. Because yeah. it is a super, super vulnerable thing yeah. to do. So you're totally not alone in that. Yeah. It, it feels a little weird. Yeah. And then you're like talking about it publicly too, which is a whole other level. Well, yeah. And then it's like <laughs> now being in a relationship, I'm like, wait, but do people in relationships like masturbate like all the time? Is it just sometimes like... Yeah. It, it, I think it totally depends. Like I think it's 
it has been the like societal norm, right? Yeah. That that guys still masturbate, and and there are some women actually that feel like if a guy, if their partner is masturbating, that that's a form of cheating, yeah. which. That's between the two of them to, to I work out. Say cheating, but I would just want to feel like I'm like I'm enough though, right? Like this is just like a little mm-hmm. extra, like yeah, yeah. So that's where I think masturbation is such like soloed sex is so separate from partnered sex. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that you know that you're not enough or that um, that they're not enjoying you at all. But it's it's very much it's like. It's like how you mentioned in, in your episode, one of the ways you like to take care of yourself is by going and getting a, a massage. Yeah. Your partner could be giving you a massage, mm-hmm. but are you going and getting a massage that you're paying for or whatever because you don't want your partner to touch you? Like, not yeah. necessarily. It's just a different experience. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that I don't know if that metaphor makes sense. No, it totally does. Because <laughs> yeah. even I told him I was getting a massage last night. He's like, "It better be a female." And I was like, <laughs> "Shit, there's only males booked, huh? and the females are all busy." So yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not sure who it is, honey." And he's like, "Men don't get to rub your body anymore. Just me." And I'm like, "Well, if you want to drive up from San Diego and give me the massage tonight, yeah. I would much rather have your hands on me yeah. than a stranger." But yeah. you're not available, and you know, mm-hmm. whoever at Massage Envy is. So yeah, I mean, sounds like you guys are. Definitely fully down the monogamous lane yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He even said, he was like, man, he's like, I don't even want to like masturbate anymore. Like, I just want you. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> because I just assume that's what you're doing every day in San Diego when I'm not there. Yeah. Well, I but, think that's part two of like when things are new and the sexual chemistry is so yeah. intense. I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> Kind of along along these lines, I'm. I was wondering. I know you do some like dancing. Yeah. And I, first, I, I want to hear a little bit more about like your experience with that, like when that kind of started, what yeah. that looks like for you. Um, but then I'm curious how, like, because dancing is something you kind of do. Like, with just you and your body, right? And I yeah. feel like I don't know. Masturbation could just be like an extension of that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I've been dancing like my whole life. Not. Yeah professionally by mm-hmm. any means but I mean I grew up in like tap ballet jazz yeah. like took hip-hop classes cheerleaded my whole mm-hmm. life all of that and then about seven years ago I got an offer to record a song mm-hmm. and perform it at the Roxy mm-hmm. like I mean legends have performed main stage at the Roxy mm-hmm. so I was like well, I'm not gonna turn this down and I had so much fun with it and then yeah. it's like you know I get all the backlash of, like you're not a singer I'm like I'm not claiming to be nor am I trying to be I can put on a great fucking show. And there are some people where you maybe want to go and see Celine Dion stand at a microphone, never move, and just belt. Yeah. I personally enjoy that as well. But then there are the other people who want to go see Britney Spears or J-Lo or Gwen Stefani Mm -hmm. put on a production and a show. And I am not on their level by any (laughs) means, just saying. But it's like, you know, I'm still a performer. I put on a good show. I'm Mm -hmm. on the bar at Sir doing splits for hundreds of people and they eat that shit up. They love it. Mm -hmm. If I'm just standing there singing, like, yeah, it's like, wow, that's pure fucking talent Mm -hmm. but to some people it's entertaining to some people it's boring if someone finds me doing the splits on a bar boring then you got some issues because there's (laughs) nothing boring about that but i just i i love doing that and it's i think it's just another part of i'm just like i love to make people happy and whether that's entertaining or just you know buying someone dinner or whatever Mm -hmm. it's just i i get 
joy out of making other people happy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want any Christmas presents this year. I want to get stuff. I booked my entire family flights. Um, we got my first, uh, my parents on first class flights to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, we're going to Christmas with the Cranksit, skip Christmas, go mm-hmm. on a vacation. I was like, so yeah. instead of me buying all of you guys mm-hmm. presents, I'm just booking you all on flights. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so it's like, that's, that's what makes me happy. But with dancing, I've also never really been a solo dancer. It's Mm -hmm. always kind of been more of an in class or if I'm the like lead, then I have like Mm -hmm. my backup dancers. Yeah. Unless I'm doing an impromptu performance at BravoCon in front of 2,400 people by myself, Mm -hmm. but I still had James Kennedy DJing behind me. Yeah. So yeah, but that's kind of always been like Mm -hmm. a fun, like a more of a group thing too yeah but it is it, it is like a form of body expression yeah. mm-hmm. um that i'm i imagine makes you feel a little more like connected with your body yeah when even you yesterday in dance rehearsal like some of the moves we're doing i'm like okay i feel like when i'm on my boyfriend my hips are moving <laughs> just fine and now i'm like trying to do this like swipe while swish and i was like i feel so awkward i'm like yeah do i look like this in bed and i'm like no you don't sheena because you have a mirror over your bed you know what you look like <laughs> yeah. but but yeah there were definitely parts yesterday when i was dancing and i was like come on you you got this mm-hmm. you do this in bed you can do it on the dance floor. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely just kind of figuring out your body and what works mm-hmm. and what doesn't. And I know yeah. some of those hip moves don't work, but mm-hmm. some of them do. Yeah. So, yeah. And something I've, I've gotten questions about from people on the in the past from listeners discussing this topic that you just brought up um, of being someone that always just wants to like give to others. Um, mm-hmm. And it sounds like from maybe some of your past relationships too, and even like sexually speaking as well, um, prioritizing other people over yourself. Yeah. And how do you like, how do you process that? Where, where do you then come in? Um, I'm still figuring that out. And I, I know I get this from my mom. She Mm -hmm. has always been a caretaker. Like, I mean, her brother, who we've lost a lot of people in our family, Mm -hmm. but one of the more recent ones was her older brother who, after several strokes, was put in a nursing home, and she was Mm -hmm. still there every day. Like, she is just... I've I've gotten that from her. She is just the most... Mm -hmm giving amazing woman ever i'd be lost without her she was very and, sweet i met her at the, yeah oh yeah the bar you did crawl, yeah. The bar crawl, yeah and so i just i know i've like taken on all of that from her but it's like i have to remind her sometimes i'm like mom like your blood pressure is high because you're stressing about a b c why don't you just sit down i'm like take doc's advice and smoke a joint she won't do it which is frustrating because i'm like it would help yeah. but she won't do it therapy but you know, maybe, but then she's just, she's such, she's more of a control freak. I can kind of let go a little mm-hmm. bit. I do smoke my weed and I'm like, yeah. ah, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Things could be worse, you know, mm-hmm. but she just always wants to be in control and make sure yeah. everything's going perfectly. And I get that from her, but I just think that seeing my mom, like my whole life, just always being that woman who takes care of everyone, I've taken on those qualities, mm-hmm. but I've seen how she does things and it's taught me not that she does things the wrong way by any means, but it's taught me how to do things differently. Mm -hmm. Like even like the littlest argument with my dad at Thanksgiving. And I was just like, mom, shut up. Like, and I'm like, you, do you understand? You're talking at him. You're just Mm -hmm. barking at him Mm -hmm. when he's like worked all day and he's trying to relax and he doesn't feel good. And I'm like, how about you just, and she's like, shut up, Sheena. And I was like, no, but I was like, just, I go, 
take my advice because trust me, it's like I see things you do in your marriage and I'm like, I want to be that when mm-hmm. we grow up. And then I see other things you do and I'm like, mom, but maybe if you didn't bitch about that, like yeah. they're just the littlest things that I'm like, this is probably why you have high blood pressure. Like chill out. Mm-hmm. And I just wish that she would take my advice like I take hers mm-hmm. because I was like, how about you just say, honey, this is how this makes me feel yeah. when you do this, like it da da da. But instead, she's like, bah, 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 and I'm like, oh, I can't. I give up. I'm going in the pool. There's there's layers <laughs> there. There's layers. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But hmm. yeah, I just, I think I do. I take after her so much and I take the lessons she's taught me and I adapt them to a 2019 public figure lifestyle mm-hmm. and I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, you're, you balance a lot, honestly. I'm like, I, I know, I feel like I know a general sense of all the things you do, but then I'm like, there's gotta be like a thousand other things that I have no clue that you do and that people in general don't have any clue that you do behind the scenes. That's just like, you're, there's lots of balance. You are working all of it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, that, that must be. I don't know. I don't know if you ever take a second to like reflect on that, and if you're ever like, "Oh wow, like this is this is where I'm at." And it sounds like yeah. maybe in terms of your relationships, you've you've taken that that thought, that mm-hmm. intentional step to perhaps be present and, and yeah. thankful in that piece. But and I think I've done that more recently. I didn't do it for a long time. I just I got very caught up with Vanderpump Rules the first few seasons yeah. and just that high that we were on, and mm-hmm. then. I got divorced, but then I got right into another thing. And it was just like, I felt like I distracted myself for a solid five years. And now I'm like, okay, well, here are things that make me happy. Here are things that don't. Here's what I can do for others. Like, I want to be more involved with charities and just things that, like, I'll Mm -hmm. post about. And, like, I do my cameo shout-out videos. And I'm like, just so you know, like, a portion of all this is going to different charities. Some Mm -hmm. goes to St. Jude. Some is now going to the koalas in Australia. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just so many different things that I want to do it all. But it's like I need to be realistic and just, like, kind of pick a lane Mm -hmm. and focus on that. And I feel like Brock is definitely helping me kind of re-center yeah yeah wow mm-hmm. it's beautiful thanks thank you so much for sharing <laughs> yeah and thank for you coming on the pod um, yeah this is fun yeah if people want to listen to you more or follow you all of that stuff where could they find yes you? um you can find me on i'm actually more active on snapchat i know old school than instagram <laughs> yeah. story but it's like those people who still follow me on snapchat you get the most out of my life which mm-hmm. is just at sheena s-c-h-e-a-n-a same as on instagram twitter and, um, yeah, new episodes of Shenanigans, usually on Tuesdays, sometimes, like, this week. They push it a couple days. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so wherever you get yeah. your favorite podcasts, listen to some Shenanigans. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading, you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right, and and sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast 
podcast. Um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. So how does it feel when you play Roll Up to Win with Tim Hortons? Buy a hot or cold beverage using the Tim's app and find out. Roll in the app for a chance to win prizes ranging from free coffee and donuts to a Universal Orlando resort vacation or a sweet car. Oh, don't forget the TV. And this year, every roll is a shot at a $1,000 daily giveaway drawing for two $500 prizes. Roll up to win and get treated by Tim's. No purchase necessary. Account registration required. 50 U.S. and D.C. 18 plus entered by 4223. See rules at rolluptowin.com for free entry of full details. Void in Florida and where prohibited.